0: The following program is paid for by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Finance of America Mortgage LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 1071, AZBK 0910184. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Absolute Mortgage. Visit absoluteloans.com or call 888-90-HOMES for cost information. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Finance of America Mortgage. Now in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell.
1: Welcome to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 20th show. I am your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. I'm dedicated to my listeners, providing you with tools needed to make informed decisions on matters that affect your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on my show today. Please call the show at one 855 Four hundred eleven fifty, 1150 or online at themoneyhour.com. Again, that's 1-855- 1150 or online at themoneyhour.com. And my lineup for the show today, John Wilson, King County Assessor. We're going to be talking about housing valuation notices and affordable housing. Also in studio, I have Greg Nunn with Gregory S. Nunn & Company talking about tax problems. Last guest in studio, Keith Medley and Brian Walker with Final Phase Inspection. Today, we're discussing significant home inspection issues. Great information and great guests in studio. For more information on any topic discussed, please call into the show at 1-855-400-1150. Again, that's 1-855-400-1150 or online at com. And now for a little money chat. Money. Money. Today, I want to talk to my sellers listening to the show. If you're selling your real estate property, sellers price your home right. That's my advice to you. In today's market where demand and outstanding supply in many regions of the country, prices of the house is one of the biggest challenges in real estate professionals face. Sellers often want to price their home higher than recommended. And many agents go along with the idea to keep their clients happy. However, the best agents realize that telling the homeowner the truth is more important than getting the seller to like them. There is no later. Sellers sometimes think if the home doesn't sell for price, I can always lower it later. However, research provides that the home that uh, experience a listing price reduction sits on the market longer, ultimately selling for less than similar homes. Now, John Wright, recipient of the University uh, Distinguished Facility Award from the Eberhardt School of Business at University of Pacific, actually did research on the cost in both both time and money, to the seller who priced their home in the beginning and then lowered it their price. In this article, Listing Price, Time on the Market, and Ultimate Selling Price, published in the Real Estate Economics Revealed, homes that underwent a price revision sold for less and the greater than revision, the lower the selling price. Also, the longer the home remains on the market, the lower it's ultimately selling for. Now, additionally... Uh, The I lower price later approach can paint a negative image in buyers' minds. Each time a price reduction occurs, buyers can naturally think something must be wrong with that home. Then when a buyer does make an offer, they lowball lowball the price because they see the seller has is highly motivated. Pricing it right from the start eliminates these challenges. Now, don't build negotiating room into the price. Many sellers say that they may want their home f- to list their home for a higher price to have negotiating room. But what this actually does is lower the number of potential buyers that see the house and we know the limiting demand like this will make neg- Um, negatively impact the sales price of the home. Not sure about this? Think about it this way. When a buyer is looking for a home online, as they are doing more and more often, almost everybody's checking homes online first, they put in their desired price range. If the seller's looking to sell their house for $400,000 but listed it at 425 dollars to build a negotiating room, any potential buyers that search in the three fifty dollars to four hundred dollars range won't even know that the listing is available, let alone come see it. Now, what about the comparisons online that are priced right at four twenty-five? dollars How does your home compare to it when you're priced right at $400,000? Now, a better strategy would be to price it properly from the beginning and bring in multiple offers. This forces these buyers to compete against each other for the right to purchase your home. Now, look at it this way. If you only receive one offer, you are set up in an adversity position against the prospective buyer. If, however, you have multiple offers, you have two or more buyers fighting to please you, which will result in a better selling situation. Now, the price is right. Great pricing comes down to a truly understanding the real estate dynamics in your neighborhood. Look for an agent that will take the time to simplify the effectively and explain what's happening in the housing market and how it applies to your home. Um, If you need a great expert in the real estate arena, for those of regular listeners for my show, you know that I have the best of the best right here in studio. So call the show and I can definitely get you connected. Now, I want to give out to a shout out to my buyers that are listening to the show. Do things different than the majority and look at the old overpriced homes. Because even with my advice, I'm sure there's people that are going to continue to overprice their homes. These are the ones you want to look at. If the majority is not looking at them, what does that mean for you? It may be the only, you may be the only buyer making an offer on that home. And then you've got control of the situation. You're in control versus the seller. And you don't have to go through the madness that we're seeing on a lot of our properties that are listed on on the market right now again just a little bit of advice on pricing your home coming up next in the money hour house housing valuations notice in affordable housing john wilson king county assessor right here on 11:50 am kknw after the short break
2: Jeff Prescott has been licensed since 1987. One of his passions is remodeling, repurposing, and extending the useful life of existing homes. He helps clients look for ways to update or replace components of a home while keeping its integrity. Whether a historic craftsman, mid-century rambler, or modern open concept, he advises owners on ways to wisely invest in their properties. This
3: is Jeff Prescott with REMAX Metro Realty. I can be reached at 206 271 2855 or through my website, www.sheltertrends.com. Again, my phone number is 206-271-2855.
2: Are you a property owner or resident of King County? Did you know everybody is affected by the property tax? Do you ever wonder why your property taxes go up or down? Listen in as King County Assessor John Wilson answers your questions. Assessor Wilson will explain the basics of your property tax and relief that may be available if you qualify. For
0: more information, listen in or visit kingcounty.gov assessor. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. Sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Pinnacle Capital Mortgage Corporation. Now in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert Tina Mitchell.
1: Welcome back to the Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 20th show. I've built a network of elite industry professionals every week sharing their knowledge and expertise to you, my listeners. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but you can always call the show at one 855 411 1150 Again, that's one 855 400 or online at themoneyhour.com to ask any questions for my uh, guest or to better yet connect with them. Right now in studio, I have John Wilson, King County Assessor. We're going to be talking about housing evaluations, notices, and affordable housing. John, thank you so much for joining me back in studio. Uh,
4: thanks for having me back, Tina. Really looking forward to it.
1: And a little bit about John, King County Assessor. John Wilson, elected in 2015, assumes office having earned the praise of people both inside and outside King County as one of the most innovative, forward-thinking managers in local government. Wilson serves as a chief deputy assessor for four years. His work gained a reputation for savvy development of mobile technology and public-facing solutions that enhance customer service while driving down cost. During his tenure, he rebuilt the department's website, increasing traffic tenfold to nearly four million page views a month. Wilson has also served in the key staff member for leading public officials. He's worked as communications director for the former Congressman Al Swift. He was selected to be the first public information director for Northwest Power Planning Council while former Washington Governor Governor Dan Evans was chairman. Chair And Wilson served both as communications director and chief of staff to former King County Executive Ron, Ron Sims. Working for Sims, Wilson helped drive regional efforts on... Fright Mobility, expanding parks and open space, and build greater regional collaboration and transportation, the environment, and other key local government services. As a reporter, then producer, and finally executive producer of King Five News, Wilson worked won the Prestige DePont Columbia Award broadcast, a valiant to the Possessor Prize, three times in five years, professional rec- recognition unmatched by any television station in Seattle area market. His broadcast work has appeared on King, ABC Network News, NBC, Northwest News, and CNN. Wilson also earned print journalism awards as reporter at the Seattle Times and Seattle Weekly. Very excited to have you relatively kind of new in the position of King County Assessor. And today, again, for my listeners, we're going to be discussing with you housing valuation notices and affordable housing. So, John, my listeners are asking about housing valuation notices coming in their mailbox. What is the timeline for these notices to come out across the country?
4: So so they, they start in the spring. We, we uh, take your value based upon what it was January 1st of 16, and then we, we produce notices for 85 inspection districts around King County Uh, they started probably in May to go out they'll go out through probably mid-September we do them in batches uh, by both communities and, and types, dependent upon in the commercial market. We're like, just now, we finished up doing a bunch of reports on condos. So mm-hmm. if you have a condo in King County, you'll be getting your notice soon. That's an important triggering date, though, for people, because that starts the meter running on the 60 days you have to appeal your property taxes. Got it. Um, so it's important that when you get that notice, if, if you look at it, if you don't think the value's right, Get online and look at our appeal site, pull up the comps, see what you see, and, and if you think it's worth it, please appeal.
1: Perfect. And is there an easier way, uh, John, to receive these notices?
4: Yeah, there is, and and we're we're excited that we've got like about 600 pe- people signed up, 1,600 people signed up so far that are getting them electronically. You okay. know, part of what we're trying to do is reduce the amount of paper we use, and also reduce the amount of paper that jams up your your mailbox. Yep. So you can save cannot, a little
1: money at the same time. You,
4: you got it. It actually will save us hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years if we can we'll get save a lot of money. And, and that. <laughs> so you can actually go to our website uh, kingcounty.gov slash assessor. And on the left-hand side, there's a menu bar. It'll say uh, electronic revaluation or electronic valuation notice, EVN. And you can sign up there. You just provide us an email address, Mm -hmm. and we ship that information off to you electronically. No fuss, no muss, no paper to worry about.
1: Perfect. And I do have to give a shout-out for the website because there's been a a lot of advancements, and it's really easy to navigate. So great information. I encourage all of you uh, to go to that website. So what are you seeing? Uh, Some new trends for housing value. Is John?
4: Well, they, they they continue to go up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 interesting. It, it, we are up to or beyond where we were at the top of the market in 2008. Okay. Um, some areas are still moving along at a fairly brisk clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, some are moving slower at probably three to four percent. But what we're generally seeing is is that, for example, um, as a rule. Commercial values are going up about 7%, residential values about 7.5%. We've got some areas where the values are going up as much as nearly 15% Mm, in that. mm -hmm. Uh, It, it again, kind of depends on where your start point was and how hot your area is.
1: Of course. So, John, can you share with my listeners what that means for property taxes as values go up?
4: It depends case by case, because in, in, in each, each case for your home, your, your property tax bill is made up of a combination of things, including about half of the property taxes you pay are based upon things that you vote on. Yes. Um, so that if you vote for a particular levy, a bond issue for schools, for roads, transportation, mm-hmm. if, if that passes, that helps to increase your property taxes. On the other hand, you'll have some cases where some of these levies have now expired or been paid off and and that can, in some cases, reduce your taxes even if your values have gone up. But as a rule of thumb, it's not a direct linkage, but if your value's gone up significantly, you should expect at least some modest increase in your property
1: taxes. Yeah, I think it's important for uh, my listeners to understand because I know a lot of people um, don't realize that your, your taxes are not based on just values. You said maybe 50% are based on those levies, so you want to make sure that you're paying attention to how you're uh, voting for those and knowing what the effect is going to have on your property taxes.
4: Absolutely. You know, and in this November, we're going to have uh, one of the largest uh, property tax levies that that we've ever presented to voters in Sound Transit 3, Uh uh, which is a $50 billion plus package that includes a property tax element of it that we haven't had before to to fund mass transit. So that's going to be something that people want to look at and want to determine whether or not that makes sense for them, given their property.
1: Yeah, I need to have you in studio with uh, my Sound Transit uh, representative and have a show with the two of you. It'd be very interesting. So, John, um, as values rise, I know that you're working on affordable housing. So what specifically are you working on around affordable housing? So so
4: we're looking at two things. One is we've been working with um, municipal and state officials on identifying publicly owned properties uh, in King County that, frankly, are underutilized that could be used for affordable housing uh, of a various size and duration. Uh, we've got a, a site we're working on in the city of Seattle right now that has some real potential. Mm-hmm. We uh, we identified roughly 300 sites within the city of Seattle, and then we identified another 200 in King County. Wow! And, and what we're trying to say is, you, you know, these are properties that government agencies have bought. They maybe needed them for a special project or something, mm-hmm. but now they sort of sit vacant. Rather than have them sit vacant, let's put them to use into housing. Um, The the other thing we're working on is is we've been working with the city of Seattle and other suburban jurisdictions to try to identify how we can preserve existing affordable housing and also sort of extend that benefit to the to the homeowner. So that one of the things we're looking at is providing a affordable housing tax exemption for homeowners that have, let's say, that mother-in-law apartment or the finished room, and that and we would give you some break for that square footage. that you keep in an affordable rate, but it would offer people that may not qualify for other age-restricted or income-restricted mm-hmm. property tax exemptions, some tax relief, and a chance to do some good for their community.
1: Of course. So let's talk about age-restricted. Let's get into um, sharing with our senior citizens who feel like they are being priced out of their homes. What, what suggestions can you... Give to them.
4: Call us. Yes. You know, call us today. Call us at 296-3920. Uh, That's Erica, 206-296-3920. Okay. Um, we, we have a couple programs available uh, right now. If, if you are a senior or uh, a disabled vet or, or disabled, if you're... Uh, age 61 or older as far as a senior, you're the owner-occupant and you have an annual income of $40,000 or less. Okay. We can sign you up for our senior exemption program. We've been amazed at the number of people that have become interested in the program. We were typically getting about 100. We, we hit in February 200 and we thought we were going good. But this last month, Tina, we hit over 800 applicants for that. So we're getting strong response for that. We also have a deferral program. Now, that admittedly does not not waive you from the taxes. It, it puts basically a lien on your property that you don't have to pay these taxes until it comes time for you to sell the property. Oh. Um, but that has a higher income threshold of 45000 Okay. Now, some seniors say, you know, I really don't want to encumber, the, the exemption doesn't encumber your property
1: at mm-hmm,
4: all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has a lower income threshold. If you're a little bit higher income, you might want to look at the deferral program. So, we're looking at tools like that, uh, and, and we're talking about other things, we've talked to County Executive Dow Constantine, who's been interested, and we've talked to the Speaker of the House, Frank Chop, about other ideas to try to provide some general property tax relief to homeowners, so that we want seniors to be able to stay in their home and not feel sure. taxed out of their home.
1: So I know with the new uh, the new programs and revisions that you're making is um, awesome for the seniors, and and I know that that has to have something to do with the increases of the applications. Um, but from you know doing the show many times and um, uh, having Representation of what's happening with our taxes, that there are a lot of seniors that are missing out on this. Do you are, what do are you, as a cause that are starting that you've got more applications coming in? Is it the combination of just a lot more education and helping seniors know that this is available or the revisions to the programs? What's the reason?
4: I, I think it's, How are
1: you being so successful in this arena?
4: I, I think it's several things. I, I think. Um, It has helped that the legislature lift the income threshold a little bit. We had some seniors that literally got bounced out of the system of that. Um, We've also been, since I took office in January, very aggressive about getting out and talking to different organizations, talking to civic leaders and and that about Mm -hmm. about the program. I think that's helped. And and frankly, as seniors have looked at those property values and property taxes, they've said, isn't there something you can do? You, You know, I find that as I travel around the county each day I, I, I almost every day encounter someone who says, isn't there something you could do to help me? And we mm. say, you know, actually there is. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's it's kind of the convergence of all these things coming together. The People are going, look, if there's something you can do to help me, what is it? Yes. And we're finally telling them, here's what it is.
1: Now, John, for my seniors that are listening and going, wow, I make less than 40000 I have made less than $40,000 a year. Is it still they can go back three years and... I see that discount. Yeah, is yeah. that still what the a- time frame a- is? A-
4: absolutely. And, you know, that for, for some seniors is is, is frankly a, a godsend. Yes. Uh, we've, we've had more than a few that have found and, and filed and we've said, well, you know, actually you qualified three years ago. Yes. And we take them back and we will send you that back tax money. Okay. Um, and, you know, for seniors that are struggling trying to pay meds and, mm. you, you know, food on the table yeah. and everything else. That can be a huge benefit to them. Exactly. we want to make sure they get that.
1: Yeah. So, John, you already mentioned you're out on the road a lot. You're getting out and speaking with the community. I know you do a lot of uh, speaking with realtors. I work a lot with realtors. I'm actually going to have you in for one of my Power Hour Lunch and Learns um, for education. How do my realtors um, brokers get a hold of you to have you connect and do a presentation in their office?
4: They they can contact our uh, communications and outreach team. Bailey Stober is the head of that. Mm -hmm. And you can reach him at 206-263-2271.
1: Perfect, and you can always go uh, call the show as well, or go to the and I can connect you if you didn't get that information from John. Um, wrapping things up here, a little bit about what's happening with new construction.
4: Uh, it's it's going gangbusters. E- you know, th- this year we estimate we're going to put roughly six point four billion that's billion with a mm. B dollars in new construction. Um, it, we, we are uh, at, at a pace. to to nearly match the high point that we had in 2008 of $8 billion. And frankly, there's no indication it's slowing down anytime soon.
1: John thank you so much again for uh, spending time with me in studio I know you're a busy guy I uh, appreciate your uh, wealth of information everything that you're doing for um, in your position as King County Assessor and just really appreciate you
4: thanks so much Dina. really appreciate you too
1: coming up next to the money hour what do you do if you've got tax problems well I've got Greg Nunn with Gregory S. Nunn and Company right here at on 1150 AM KKNW after this short break
2: When it comes to your retirement, don't compromise. Call Sunrise. The number one mistake made when planning for retirement is to do nothing. If you're within 10 to 15 years of retirement and don't have a plan for retirement income streams, call for your complimentary consultation today or visit Sunrise online at www.sunrisefinancialservices.net.
1: Hi, this is Janice Hammond with Sunrise Financial Services.
4: You can reach my office at 206-420-8520. That's Two zero six four two zero eight five two zero.
5: Are you behind in filing your tax returns? Does the IRS claim you owe them money, but you can't pay? Are you getting nasty grams from the IRS? Are you losing sleep? Please know your tax problems can be solved. Work locally and actually meet the person that'll help you with your tax problems and not some faceless national firm. Call None Better Tax Resolution today at 1-844-SOS-1040 for a free confidential consultation. Again, call 844-SOS-1040 today and start fixing your tax problems so you can sleep peacefully.
0: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. Sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Pinnacle Capital Mortgage Corporation. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell.
1: Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 20th show. I'm here to empower our community, providing you with opportunities and solutions when it comes to your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast to talk with the guests that I have in studio today or with uh, myself, your host. You can call the show at one 855 411 1150 Again, that's one 855 411 1150 or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio right now, regular contributor of my show, Greg Nunn with Gregory S. Nunn and company talking about tax problems. Greg, thanks for coming back in studio.
6: Tina, you know I like being here. Thank you.
1: I know. It wasn't too long ago that I had you in studio. That's correct. (laughs) And a little bit about Greg. Gregory Nung is founder and principal of None Better Tax Resolution in Redmond, Washington, the first firm of tax resolution specialist in Washington State. His passion is helping people that find themselves in a predicament with the IRS due to failing to file tax returns and or not paying what the IRS claims they owe. He represents these troubled taxpayers vigorously before the IRS. His practice also provides tax Preparation and Tax Planning for Individual and Business. Gregory is a licensed CPA in the state of Washington and has been in the industry for over 30 years. He is a member of the American Society of Tax Problem Solvers, the premier association for professionals helping trouble taxpayers. He has received the Top Practitioner Award from the American Society of Tax Problem Solvers. He is also a certified tax resolution specialist. Uh, Greg has published a book titled Solve Your Tax Problems Now and so that's our topic for conversation is all about tax problems Greg um, how many people have tax issues going on
6: Tina it's it's quite amazing how many people do uh, it's about one in 50 have some kind of a tax issue yeah granted some of those are probably fairly simple but still one in 50 has some kind of issue going on with uh, Uncle Sam
1: so what do you do you uh, go and open up the mail and you receive one of those notices from the IRS.
6: Yeah, my clients that work with me know that I like to call those things nasty grams.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Now, that might be a little bit too aggressive. They're not always nasty. It could just be something simple. However, it is very intimidating when you see IRS on the outside of the envelope. It causes people's hands to sweat and heart rate go up and all kinds of terrible side effects. Yeah. The best thing you can do is open a letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, an associate of mine always tells the story about a person that came in with his stack of unopened IRS letters. And he said, yeah, when I got these, I would just hide them in my sock drawer. Mm. And I've also had clients come in with tons of unopened mail from the Internal Revenue Service. And yeah. it's scary. I mean, yeah. they're scared to open it up. And I understand that. It's a very emotional thing. And and sometimes it's just easier to try to ignore it, but do not ignore it. Be, what do I wanna say, a grown-up about it? Yeah. Take charge of it.
1: Well, and in my, my uh, coaching program that I do, and it's in anything in life, taxes are no different. It's the things that you really don't wanna address are the things that you need to address immediately so again no difference here uh, when it comes to the irs and even more important when you're dealing with the irs so greg what about the most common tax problem that you see people have
6: really the most common one is uh people just not paying their tax i mean they Mm -hmm. file their return which is really important i mean even if you cannot pay the amount of money that you owe file that tax return on time Otherwise, boom, you're going to get hit with 5% per month penalty. Wow. So in five months, that became a 25% penalty. Yeah. Much, much better if you file the return and, and don't pay if you don't have the money,
1: and see, so, that's a that's a real key information to provide because a lot of people may just think, "Well, I can't pay it. Why would I file my taxes?" And, that's right, you know. So at minimum, get those taxes get that, filed. Get
6: that thing filed, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so the biggest people or the biggest problem people have is just unpaid taxes.
1: Yeah. yeah. So let's say that's um, <clears throat> let's say that you owe the money, IRS. What can you do about it?
6: There really is, fortunately with the IRS, a lot of options available to okay. get that get let's those taxes those. paid. Um, they're all, think about it this way. Anytime you owe money to the IRS, and let's just say in our example, it's somewhere over $10,000. Mm-hmm. There's lots of programs available, but there's two common denominators to each and every one of them. One of them is what's your leftover over monthly income or your, your net cash flow, if okay, you will. Okay, okay. And that is looking at your income, less all of your living expenses. What do you have left every month? Uh-huh. That's a key factor. And the other one is how much stuff do you have? You okay. know, What are your assets after you take out all of the, the mortgages or whatever that might be leaned against that particular house? What is that number? Those two things, what you have and what you make, mm-hmm. are the two common denominators in every option. And then, as those don't look as favorable, if you will, the offer and compromise is a great place to go. Okay. I've worked with clients that you know owed more than three hundred thousand dollars, and we ended up settling for less than six thousand dollars with the IRS. Oh my
1: gosh! It is
6: definitely an option for people,
1: okay, especially
6: those that maybe don't have many assets at all. Yeah. Um. Or um, you know, just don't make a real good income. So that
1: makes sense. I mean, the, the IRS is going to work with you if you don't have something to work with to pay them back. That, it's if you if you've do. got things and you've got assets and you've got uh, disposable cash, they're going to want their money, and they're that gonna, and that makes sense.
6: They're going to want their money. Parenthetically, keep in mind if you call the IRS directly, uh-huh. they're they're not going to be real good about offering all the different options you might have or the best route to take.
1: Of course,
6: ordinarily when you call, they're they're their purpose in life is to collect the tax uh-huh. so it's, it is really important you work with someone that understands the system and how to make these things happen
1: well and I'm glad that you you mentioned that great because it's like everything else you know I talk about speeding tickets when I bring in my credit consultant you know when you're, oh, when you're yeah. trying to fix your credit right. you're not going to do it on your own you want right. to work with an expert that understands how things work no difference no uh, difference. Here. and that's again what the show is about it's about um, being connected with the people that are experts in any area regarding your finances so that you can have the best ending result um I, installment agreement yeah
6: installment agreements come in different flavors okay uh, one of the flavors is what's called a partial pay installment agreement and that's exactly mm-hmm. what it sounds like you may owe fifty thousand dollars in tax say okay but you're able to settle with the irs that you'll pay ten thousand of that back and that can be a real viable option after the oic or the offer in compromise doesn't look real good okay um And that can come into play, as an example, with a current case I worked on, where the person had the assets to pay their tax. They had equity in their house Uh to pay what they owed, but if you know how to uh, negotiate it properly with the IRS, you can put it in a position where they can keep their house and still pay a lower amount of tax that is due.
1: Okay, great. And what is the currently not collectible Cur- yeah. status. Currently
6: non-collectible is kind of the um, uh, the emergency stop gap. And that, okay. per- that's in particular for the kind of person that has very little to no cash left at the end of the month and basically doesn't owe anything. Okay. Own anything, excuse me, you know, any assets, a house uh-huh. or or whatever else, investments and that kind of thing. And so they can be in currently non-collectible status, put there pretty quickly and easily if okay. they qualify. Yeah. And then from there you can work at really solving their tax problem more thoroughly.
1: So, if you're listening to this show and you've got tax issues, I mean, Greg said it a, has said it a few times, and and I say it as your host on any area regarding your finances. Procrastination is not the way to go. There are options, and it's just determining what those options are. Hiring an expert that can navigate through those problems and again get you into the best situation. So, Greg, do you? Um, so, really, it's do you find that a lot of people are you know they don't need to file bankruptcy to take care of the IRS tax issues because there's these other arrangements. And things that can keep them out of that situation. Would that be a correct statement? Well, you know, it's or do you find a lot of people that are still that they're going into bankruptcy to take care of the IRS?
6: The answer is, and I hate to say this because it sounds like an attorney. And by the way, I do respect attorneys. And that is, it depends.
1: Okay, it All right. really
6: does because sometimes filing bankruptcy is the best way that someone can get rid of the taxes that they owe the IRS. You okay. can't. You can't get all taxes discharged through bankruptcy, uh-huh. but your 1040 income tax, you can if you qualify and meet certain qualifications. Again, it's one of these things that is so complicated. you got three different formulas you got to yeah, look at. Sure. Uh, the IRS and Congress makes none of this stuff easy.
1: Yeah, it's just sitting down and finding out what the best, uh, best solution is for it you. It is, it is. So, Greg, what can be the financial impl- implications um, yeah. if you... ...have tax problems. It can really... And not you're, you're not resolving them.
6: Yeah, you're not <laughs> resolving them. It, well, what are the implications? Well, you might, uh, from a personal standpoint, have some sleepless nights. Of course. Uh, you might be a little nervous about going and getting your mail.
1: Yeah.
6: Uh, you might be nervous of who's knocking on your door. Yes, the IRS will knock on your door. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it goes beyond that. In some professions, um, if you have a federal tax lien filed against you, you okay. lose your professional license. Wow. And that can be a real challenge for some people.
1: Yeah.
6: Um, in fact, I have a yeah, case... Yeah, I'd be
1: in big trouble if I lost my oh. professional license. Could,
6: could you imagine? No. I mean, it would be, it would be a disaster for people. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have a case right now where I'm working with a client and there should be... Typically, there would be a federal tax lien filed. Okay. But because of the profession they're in, the IRS, I communicated with them, hey, if you do that, they're without... Ability to make money, yes. The inability then to pay you—does that make any sense? Of course. So not. They, they won't. Yeah, of course yes. not. So yes. they're not going to file that federal tax lien against Understand. them, which is good.
1: Okay. Very good. So, Greg, what is? The, let's talk about the IRS levy and what you can do about it. <laughs>
6: let's talk about. I just used the word lien, yes. And then there's this word levy.
1: Well, we'll get to lien next. And let's talk about levy. This, this
6: levy thing is. Think of it this way. Um, the levy is any time the IRS just reaches in with their grandiose hands and grab money from you. Okay. They could take that money from your right checking out of your account. account. They could take it from your wages. Mm-hmm. They can take it from your social security. They can take it from your retirement accounts. Yeah. So, that's something where they look for those liquid assets and they grab them. And they grab them. But there are ways, if you ever see a levy notice come in, man, you need to act on that right away. Okay. Right away.
1: So let's uh, let's move over to the IRS lien yes, the and what lien. you can do about that.
6: The lien is similar to you know having a mortgage on your house. Yes. Except an IRS lien uh, is, is a public record that is filed in the county that you live in. Mm-hmm. So anyone can see that you have now an IRS lien. And in mm. fact, uh, most people, if you have received an IRS lien notice, you're probably getting a ton of mail from people uh, asking the, that you hire them to fix your problem Yeah. Um, because it is public record. That's how they get that information. And the lien is on anything and everything that you own, everything. Yeah. So if you go to sell your house as an example, you know, your first mortgage, sure, that'll get paid off. The uh-huh. second mortgage would be paid off. But yeah. the IRS is sitting in second or third position just ready for that ready money. Ready
1: take that. Now, are, you can avoid the lien and the levy by contacting you first, correct? You know, correct? That,
6: that's the thing is that most of this levy lien stuff... Can
1: be avoided. Can
6: be avoided. Yeah. That, and, and that's why open the mail. Yeah. Open the mail. Open the mail.
1: Yeah. It makes, makes so much sense. So let's talk about... Um, that uncomfortable time that an audit comes by the IRS.
6: Receiving it? Or maybe you're excited a, yeah. to
1: have an audit, I don't know. But Well, you
6: know, l- let me just say this. It is, to receive an IRS notice is, is scary. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. You are gonna, be, we're gonna audit your 2013 Form 1040. Yeah. Um, and a- again, you get that kind of notice, get some help right away. Um, in fact, I just met with a new client today that had that situation. He tried to handle the audit on his own. The IRS is claiming now they're going to assess him another $100,000. Wow. And the the position that the IRS has taken on some of these issues are just hogwash. They're just wrong, flat out wrong. But if you don't have that professional by your side, being your advocate with, a, you know, for your position, look look out, but an audit, hey, I know it's stressful, but Hang in there. You yeah. get through them. Yeah. Um, oftentimes there's no change at all, uh, yet I know that it can be extremely stressful. I'm, I've been through an audit myself, but, mm-hmm. um, so I know from a personal standpoint it isn't fun.
1: And again, it's it's getting through it, hiring an expert, not putting it off to the side, um, and causing a lot of potential that's, issues that's there. That's Procrastination is going to just kill you. Yeah. Kill you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I always say embrace your strengths and hire out your weaknesses. So if it ever happens to me, Greg, you know who I'm calling. <laughs> and I've mentioned in the past how you're my personal CPA. I don't have tax issues. Have never had tax issues. I hope not to have tax issues. So Greg actually works with people that are not in problems yet. Make sure that you stay out of uh, problems and issues. And um, so give a shout out uh, for my listeners on what they should be doing now. In you know it's a ways off before preparing for next tax time it in is. April. But what can people be doing to to make that process easier as it comes up.
6: Excellent, excellent question. First of all, I'll just talk about if you have an extension for two thousand fifteen that's October fifteenth, file your tax return.
1: <laughs> I, I, forgot, I forgot about the October fifteenth coming file, up.
6: File. Okay. <laughs> now to prepare just you know if, if you have situations where you're gonna be having some big financial maneuvers in your life, mm-hmm. you know. contact your CPA okay. and talk to him or her about what you're doing just in case that has some kind of really, really bad tax implication yes. for you or a way to plan it so you can do maybe it is what you want to do, mm-hmm. but save thousands of dollars in your taxes. So yeah. do some tax planning with your CPA between now and the end of the okay. year. That's
1: uh, great advice. And, and uh, you know, Greg, I I send you emails uh, randomly all the time on different questions and scenarios. Um, I, you know, thank you for all of the questions you answer for helping me prepare for the show, as well as for clients that need uh, assistance. And I just uh, appreciate everything that you do for uh, myself and for my listeners. Well,
6: you're very kind. And, and my heart is to help people that have these tax issues. I love to see them succeed with the IRS.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, Greg. You betcha. Coming up next in the Money are what surprises are behind the walls of your home. Keith Medley and Brian Walker with Final Phase Inspection right here on 11:50 a.m. KKNW after this short break.
5: Are you
2: confused about how to hire the right agent? The reality is the agent you hire will have a significant impact on the results that you get in your next real estate transaction. The problem is that most buyers and sellers don't know what questions to ask their agent before they hire them, and sometimes they don't know that they may have made an error until it's too late. The Nicole Magina Group with Windermere Real Estate has proven systems and strategies that allow their clients to consistently achieve their goals in today's market. At the Nicole Magina Group, they've helped hundreds of clients get amazing results in the local real estate market. Have you worked with an escrow officer who you didn't have confidence in? Have you ever felt rushed through a signing? Julie Booth understands that buying and selling is a big life experience, and she takes great pride in providing relevant status updates throughout the closing process. Julie has been actively involved with the Escrow Association for 28 years, currently serving as co-education chair for the South Sound Escrow Association and media chair for the Escrow Association of Washington.
1: This is Julie Booth with Booth Escrow. To learn more about my business practices, check out my website at www.boothescrow.com or feel free to call me at 206-429-2696.
2: Also, to learn handy escrow tips, check out my newsletters on that website.
1: And to read other interesting real estate matters that may be affecting your life, like Booth Escrow on Facebook.
0: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Pinnacle Capital Mortgage Corporation. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell.
1: Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 20th show. My goal is to keep you up to date on the latest news and trends in our local economy. Keep me tuned in and I will keep you informed. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to rebroadcast. You can call the show at one 855 400 Again, that's one 855 400 1150 Or go online to themoneyhour.com to discuss anything regarding money with my guest or with my. Uh, your host Keith Medley and Brian Walker with final phase inspection right now in studio significant home inspection issues is my conversation with them thanks you guys for coming back in studio
5: that's great to be back
3: thanks for having us
1: and I want to give a little bit about uh, final inspection a phase inspection for those of my listeners that have not had the privilege to hear them and if you want more information on inspections because we just have a, a about 12 minutes usually with each of my guests and they've been in many times. Just go to the and you can search final phase inspection and listen to all the segments that I've had with them because right now if you're thinking of being uh, purchasing a home, if you're selling a home or you own a home, this is good information for you. So Final Phase Inspection has been providing quality home inspection services in the Pacific Northwest since 2013 with hundreds of satisfied customers. Our focus their focus is customer service and providing the absolute best home inspection experience. They have multiple inspectors with over 60 years of combined experience in home construction and remodel as well as restoration from fire and water damage. They offer flexible scheduling and are available seven days a week. Special discounts are available to police, fire, and military personnel. They are also proud members of the Legacy Caring organization which serves our senior community and their families. Again, and thanks a lot, you guys, for uh, coming back in studio. Yeah. So as home inspectors, I know that you find yourselves in the deepest, darkest corners of the home, one place I don't want to be. <laughs> and I can only imagine the variety of things that you must run into. So I think every homeowner would benefit from understanding some of the most significant things that you've seen. Uh, hopefully, we can help avoid what's happening or what can happen to them. So, Keith, what are the big issues that you're running into of the recent
5: well, we definitely see a lot of different things on our inspections. And by far the biggest issues we run into here in the Pacific Northwest are, are caused by moisture. It's amazing what even a little water over time can do to a home. It's, it's also really interesting how water interacts with other materials because that's what creates so many of the issues we find. A slow drip of water can erode solid concrete and at the same time supply enough food for continuous mold growth. And also, gravity wants to pull uh, moisture downward, but moisture can defy gravity and also wick straight up through other materials, so it's really tricky um, where and how it can find its way in and around a house.
1: That is really interesting, Keith. And um, Brian, what are most common issues that you're seeing lately from the moisture damage?
3: A lot of the issues we're seeing now are from composition siding. And that's, a lot of people will know that as LP, but it really doesn't mm-hmm. matter what brand it is. It's all the same. It's put together with wood fiber and glue and has an adverse effect when it comes in contact with water. Uh huh. You get moisture damage, swelling, rotted siding. Um, water will, as Keith said, water will wick up from the bottom of the siding. And that's how a lot of times the siding will get moisture damaged. You have different kinds of siding. You have panel and you have plank. The plank siding is what you see, it sits horizontally, and you want to make sure the undersides are painted. You want your joints well caulked and sealed. You also want to check the grooves of the panel siding, which is also known as T111, and it gets damaged as well. Uh, Vegetation against the house can bring water closer to the siding and cause these issues as well. So you want to keep your siding, or sorry, you want to keep your vegetation away at least six inches, a foot preferably, so you can get in there and maintain it. Um, keeping the water away from your house is the biggest thing.
1: Makes, makes a lot of sense, uh, Brian. So I see a lot of homes that could probably benefit from a fresh coat of paint and maybe a little good gardening. Mm-hmm. So, Keith, what other areas are you seeing significant damage from moisture? Well, it,
5: it's really going to start at the top of the house, and, and it's the roofing. You know, the roof is really your first line of defense, uh, protecting your home, from the elements and and again gravity is doing everything it can to pull that water down off of that roof mm-hmm. and if your roofs in great shape it goes into your gutters and into your drains and everything's fine well the leaks in a roof are hidden they're really hard to see oftentimes and they cause incredible amounts of of damage and rot and mold because it's it's the slow drip over time that causes the significant damage and it it causes damage to the wood sheathing under your shingles to your attic and truss structures and ceilings, walls, all the way down to your subfloor. And, and really, the primary causes are old roofing or missing shingles. We we had some pretty big windstorms here mm-hmm. uh, this past season, and we, we go up on a roof and we'll see dozens of shingles that are missing, and those are potential leak points. Blocked gutters allow water to go behind the gutters and back up into your structure. Flashing issues, flashing is the metal pieces that that protect the corners and seams uh, around your skylights and roof to wall transitions. And then lastly, we see so much damage from pressure washing. We wish that we could find a way to stop people from pressure washing their roofs it will literally blow a hole in the roof. And when it's not seen, it becomes a very slow, continuous leak point that will lead to big damage.
1: Wow. So Brian, with all of the plumbing in our kitchens and bathrooms, um, I've got to imagine that there's moisture is a constant threat. So what are the kinds of damage that you can see from that?
3: Generally around sinks is a big one. You get Disconnected drains or poorly connected drains. Um, dishwasher drains that are installed incorrectly where the air gap, which should be on top of the sink, is underneath. And when a leak happens, it destroys the bottom of the cabinet. Mold growth and issues will lead to a full kitchen remodel when you're not prepared for it. Failed toilet seals in bathrooms... A lot of times you can't see these things, and without a moisture meter, you can't tell it's happening. Mm -hmm. So this transcends down into the crawl space where your structure is. It'll moisture damage and rot beams, major structural supports, and that's what's supporting you and your family. Uh, The other things is failed seals as far as caulking around tubs where the floor meets the tub. You get in and out of the tub how many times a day and how many people are doing it, and you get water into that gap and it continues to happen, it creates damage. So you want to make sure that you're keeping an eye. I mean, you look under your sink, always be aware of what's going on, smells. If you go into your bathroom and you have an odd smell, we all know when there's an odd smell. Yes. Okay. That is generally... I can make a
1: comment right now, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Go ahead, Brian. (laughs) Sorry you just opened that wide up for me, but I'm going to stay quiet.
3: Oh, that's okay. (laughs) You know, the thing is, is is you know that's generally a leak issue, and most likely around a toilet when there's smells. And if, if you do see something, smell something, or something seems out of place or odd investigate it. Mm-hmm. It's your home. It's your biggest investment.
1: So I think we all could, we could all benefit from taking a closer look at moisture issues around all of our uh, water sources in our home. So Keith, besides moisture damage, what are the other big issues that you see during uh, an inspection?
5: Well, it, it really starts with homeowners trying to do work themselves that may be beyond the scope of their yeah. expertise. And one of those areas is homeowner electrical work. And we see great work done by homeowners, but we also see homeowners that, that don't know what they're doing and the risks associated with that are significant. Um, electricity is very dangerous and shock and fire risk is really high. People are uh, doing things, what what we call double tapped breakers, where they're basically double taxing the, the expected capability of these electronic breakers and causing um, melted wires, damage that can happen inside of a wall where fires can happen, um, incorrect wiring. Uh, Wiring needs to be done a very specific way, Mm -hmm. and getting close isn't isn't good enough, and I know firsthand I was doing an inspection a couple of weeks ago, and I was testing a uh, sump pump, and when I reached in to grab it, I got locked into an electrical circuit because a homeowner had connected it incorrectly. So... Um, you know, we obviously want to be safe. We want everybody to be safe. And the best way to do that is to work with the pros. But I do want to say electrical tape is not a proper long-term connection option.
1: Makes, Makes sense.
5: please work with the pros and don't use electrical tape. To do all of your primary connections. Uh,
1: great advice for uh, my listeners, especially those um, uh, do it themselves, guys. Dave, as you guys know, my husband is now retired, so who knows what he's uh, working around in <laughs> <on> our house. <laughs> i make well, sure electrical he listens, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, electricity can be uh, re- obviously really dangerous. So, it's important to always work again, as you said, Keith, with uh, qualified professionals. Uh, Brian, where are you seeing the most significant concerns for homeowners in, when they're due? doing um work on their own
3: a lot of times they'll make structural modifications okay and they don't structural know what
1: modifications th- sound dangerous
3: yeah so they'll move walls they'll remove mm-hmm. walls without actually understanding the makeup of how the home is constructed and it can be a costly mistake you, you're talking about your family and your safety um we're talking about decks decks are by far the largest safety issue they've had on homes by collapsing pulling away from houses yeah and i find deck modifications i went on one where they added a deck to another deck and then they didn't support it with a proper post it was being supported by the railing of the stairs and so it got up there and it was really shaky um the underside not structurally supported properly. Mm-hmm. I've gone under houses where they've actually taken split pieces of firewood on top of rocks to support major structural beams of the home. Wow. You know, also uh, adding attic storage, or I went into one where they actually added two bedrooms in an attic space. And you got up there in the deflection, the, the sag was three inches and no structural supports underneath.
1: Jeez. And
3: it's it's scary, and they're putting their kids up there. Yeah. And so this is where to add on what Keith was talking about. You get people that say that those three words, "I got this."
1: Yeah. So what is the what's the most common thing that that homeowners try to do on their own that you see causes issues? Is there or is it just a variety of all of, all of
3: I would say going back to the decks. Yeah. Because everybody. Well, as soon as you,
1: that's what made me think of that question. Because yeah. I'm like, wow, a lot of people
3: everybody, seem to want to do their decks. Yeah. Everybody loves that outdoor space. Yeah. We all want to be on our deck in the summer.
1: Yes. Well, make it safe. Exactly. Hire pro- a professional. Uh,
3: again, as I said before, it is by far the largest safety issue yeah. they have had by injury or deaths huh. is the collapse of a deck.
1: Yeah. And wow. when
3: they're not put together properly or supported properly, rails not put on properly.
1: Yes. So, as you guys are saying here, and this is the reason behind the show, mm. the reason behind the show is to bring experts in on any area of your finances to make sure that you have the people, or my listeners, have the people in place to hire that know what they're doing at the highest level. So, Keith, any other, um, anything else that you want to bring in as we uh, wrap up our time together?
5: Yeah, the, the biggest biggest one is... Pretty much everything we're talking about here can be eliminated through proper maintenance. Mm-hmm. The moisture damage, um, know your home, look at it. The long-term health of your home and the people inside of it depend on the maintenance. Um, lastly, always, always work with the pros. Yeah. Um, it is the smart and safe way to keep your home. Family and your home healthy forever.
1: Yeah, well, thank you so much. It was a, a great conversation to uh, bring into studio. Uh, we guys give a shout out with your website. My uh, listeners know where to reach
5: you. www.finalphaseinspection.com
1: There you go. You can always go to themoneyhour.com as well. Again, uh, pick up any of their their segments and just really appreciate you guys. Thanks for spending time with me.
5: It's great to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having us, Tina.
1: And signing off for the day, this is your host and mortgage director, Tina Mitchell. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. And I look forward to talking money with you next Saturday, right here on 1150 AM KKNW.
0: The seating program is paid for by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Finance of America Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 1071, AZBK 0910184. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Absolute Mortgage. Visit absoluteloans.com or call 888-90-HOMES for cost information.